I'm just going to read the last two verses of James 5, and we'll look at this idea of being a wanderer, okay? Um, James 5, <clears throat> verses 19 and 20, they go like this. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Um, today, uh, I want to talk to you um, about this idea of wandering. Uh, wandering, and um, our church, uh, not that long ago, uh, we went through the book of James, and if you were to ask me um, what is the main point of James, um, it'd be really hard to kind of uh, summarize what the main point of James is because it's like a running email. He's kind of like writing to these people and there are so many things he wants to address and um, they seem to jump from one topic to another. But if you really force me to try to summarize what James is about, um, I would probably say that James is about how to uh, hold on to your faith when the faith is tested how to hold on to the faith when the faith is tested. So at the beginning of James, he talks about how when suffering comes, how to hold on to your faith in the midst of suffering. What about um, in the test of works? Do you have works or not? Can you hold on to it? And that kind of ends with this idea of how to hold on to your faith when worldliness, you're tempted by worldliness. How can you hold on to your faith in that time? Now, at the very end of James, you have these last two verses, and it doesn't really seem to fit um, into the mold, but I'd like to think of these last two verses as, well, what happens when somebody in our church totally fails all of these tests? What about in a time of crisis, when someone wanders away from the faith and totally just leaves the faith altogether? What are we supposed to do? Uh, these last two verses are almost like a red case in the middle of your church, and it says, break in case of wandering, or break in case of failure. And if something goes really bad with your church members, um, please break and use these two verses. It talks about wandering. And in the case um, that we're in today, uh, because of COVID-19, I think that there are a lot of cases of wandering from the faith in a lot of different ways because COVID has been really difficult for us um, in terms of keeping up our faith. And a lot of us have fallen and gotten back up. But to be honest, in my church, and I'm sure maybe in your church as well, there are people who have not gotten back up but have remained down in the faith. And so what are we supposed to do to help these brothers and sisters? James helps us to understand this. And it's so great to see Good News Church gathered again. Um, I'll go into later on my heritage with Good News Church and how important Good News Church is to me and my faith and my family. Um, but it's great to see Good News open up again. Um, but I would like to say that one of the barriers to the church coming back, it's not really COVID restrictions, it's not really any of the things that we see on the news, but they're spiritual. The barriers for the church to come back and to thrive again are not necessarily regulations, but the issues are of the heart. And I kind of want to talk about that today. What's going to happen the next few years for Good News Church spiritually? I think that this message will have something to say about bringing everyone back to not just church, but a place of faith. And so when we look at this passage, we see a few different things. We see the idea of wandering, and then we see a word that's given to wanderers. And then lastly, how to get them back. How do you get back the wanderer? And today I think this is what God has for us. So would you pray with me? as we go to God's word. Father, as we come to your word and we look at what you have for us in James, 
We can identify with the wanderer, and we can see that we are the wanderer, and we can see in our own hearts how we relate to this. I pray, O oh God, won't you convict us, but also comfort us today by your word, because that's what it does. It challenges us, but gives us encouragement to chase after Jesus, our Savior. So be with us as we spend some time in your word. Won't you speak to your church who is thirsty for your word, especially in this time of COVID? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So first, this idea of wandering. Uh, Let me read um, the passage one more time to you. The passage in James 5 again, it says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. He talks about wandering, and wandering is um, this idea that we find in James 5 that's really dangerous. And the reason that it's really dangerous is because wandering is slow. It's gradual. And that's the scary thing about it. That's the dangerous part about wandering is it's almost unnoticeable, the wandering. You see, it's not this explosive divorce from God, but what you have is a slow burn, and that's what makes it really dangerous. Maybe it started with you worshiping online with distractions. You're distracted while things are going on, and then maybe you start skipping small groups, and you stop watching the service altogether. Maybe if there are some sermons recorded online, then you listen to the sermons online later on, And slowly you start to drift away from what it feels like to walk in the Spirit. And then you stop praying for weeks at a time. And maybe you stop reading your Bible for months at a time. And then when you got the news, that good news was opening up again, the thing that you thought that you were waiting for, the thing that you wanted for a long time, and you heard, come back, the church is opening up again, your heart maybe said, I don't want to. Maybe even, I don't care. I just want to keep doing this. I don't really mind not going back. And you kind of feel that heart and you wondered, but I love good news. I love our church. How did that happen? Why is my heart here when I love my church so much and I wanted to go back before? Why 18 months later am I in such a different place? And the answer, my brothers and sisters, is because wandering is slow, and wandering is gradual, and that's how you got there. You got there gradually, slowly. That's why wandering is dangerous, because it's slow, but then it has incredibly deep consequences. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we took my daughter, um, Sophia, both my daughters, to Hoboken, and in Hoboken, there's this kind of park, and you don't, there's no cars, and so you could kind of let your kids go, and um, Sophia was on a scooter, and because there were no cars, we just kind of let her go, but then she started to get further away from me, further, 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 and I didn't feel like running, you know, so I just kind of let her go, and the further she went, she started to look at this dog that was next to her, and as she was staring at this dog next to her, she went boom, right into a concrete block, and then she fell to the ground, and I figured she's fine because kids fall all the time, but then when I ran up to see if she was okay, she had this big gash on her chin. You'll probably see it today. She's still recovering from it, but um, she had this gash um, above her neck, like maybe two, three inches above her throat. And uh, we had to rush her to the hospital. And he may thought it's not that big a deal, but I I was really scared uh, because she was bleeding a lot. And I thought it was kind of, uh, yeah. But 
it was slow. She started wandering slow and slow, uh, further and further, until something uh, really bad happened to her. And maybe you could relate to that in the midst of COVID. Um, maybe you could feel that happening to you and your faith and your heart in the midst of COVID. It's a slow burn. But then you feel the deep consequences of the slow burn of walking away from the faith. Paul knew about this. Um, in uh, the last letter he wrote to the church in 2 Timothy, he talked about Demas, his brother that he knew, Demas, who walked with him in the faith, did ministry with him, somebody that he was close to. But then he gives some sad news in 2 Timothy 4 when he says, Demas, my friend, he fell in love with this world. He fell in love with this world and he deserted me. Paul knew what it felt like to have somebody walk away from the faith, fall in love with the world, and wander from Jesus Christ. Is that you? Today, my brothers and sisters, I think God has something to say to you because COVID has done that to many people and our faith. And so if that's what wandering is, and that's the danger of it, then what does God have to say to us? I think there's a word in the word wandering um, that the Lord wants to give to us. The first thing that I want to tell you is that if you are a wanderer, then I want to tell you that you are wandering from grace. You're wandering from grace and mercy. You're not wandering from a judgmental God who's waiting to punish you, but you're actually running away from grace and love. Think about that word wandering for a second. If you think about that word wandering, it's actually a very gracious word. The word wandering means that somebody is waiting for you. It means that somebody is looking for you. You see, it's different from the word rebellion or abandonment or deserter. These are different words than wanderer. Wanderer assumes that there's somebody looking for you. It's the kid who lost his mom in the supermarket and his mom is looking for her. It's the sheep that went wandering and the shepherd is leaving the 99 to go find that sheep. Wandering means that somebody, somebody's looking for you and somebody's waiting for you. And there's a grace that is awaiting you. That's what it means to be a wanderer. Don't you see, if you're wandering from the faith, you're wandering from a very gracious God, somebody who's looking for you, somebody who's searching for you. And once we realize that, it addresses something very core to wandering, something that builds up in the midst of our wandering that keeps us further away from God. And the thing that builds up inside of us when we wander is shame, shame and guilt. I have found as a pastor that when people wander from the church for a long period of time, they build up inside of their heart shame and guilt. Um, and that makes them stay away from the faith and stay away from the church even longer than they need to. One of my favorite songs is the song, A Come Sinners. And there's a line in Come Sinner that goes like this. It says, if you tarry until you're better, you will never come at all. Do you hear that? Do you know what that means? It says, if you are out there and you have been running from God and you're waiting until, you're waiting until you feel better, you're waiting until you feel put together, if you're waiting for that to come back, if you tarry until you're better, you're not coming back. It's in returning that you're put back together because God is a God of grace. Sometimes there are people at Mosaic who, who've left the faith and left the church and left our community of faith for a long time and Sometimes you'll see them at like a kid's birthday party, right? Or you'll see them at a wedding. And they'll see me 
for the first time in a long time. And I could tell that there's a sense of shame and guilt, right? I mean, the elders probably know this if you know anybody like that. And I could tell that they're ashamed. And sometimes they'll come up to me and they'll give me a bunch of excuses right off the bat. Right? They'll say, you know, Pastor, you know, uh, Johnny had soccer practice and we moved away and when we came back and when we came back, we didn't think of going back to church and, and uh, we got really busy and then grandma got sick and then we weren't at church and all of a sudden, all these explanations, right, when they see me. And you know what I tried to do? I tried to just go up to them and I tried to just give them a big hug because I want to communicate to them what God is feeling for them. And I want to say to them, there's no explanations necessary. I don't need an explanation. I just want you to come home. I think that that's the heart of God when we wander from the faith and we wander from our community of faith. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, maybe you're on Zoom and you feel like you've wandered from God and you... You don't know what you're gonna say, maybe if you've wandered too long, but I want you to know that no explanation is necessary. And I also want to remind you that no explanation is sufficient. What explanation would be sufficient to a God who owns you and you owe everything to? Don't worry about explaining, just return. Just return to him. That's all he wants. Didn't you see his heart when he was explaining to you what he was like in the prodigal son? Didn't you see his heart, the heart of the father who runs out to his son when his son is working on these explanations on the road to come home, he's working it out, making it perfect, seeing if there's any holes in his argument, why he left, and why he's working on these explanations. The father runs out and embraces him and gives him the gracious shush of a God who loves and says, shh, no explanation is necessary. Just come home. Just come home. My brothers and sisters, if you are a wanderer, I think the Lord has a word for you in the word wanderer itself. He is a gracious God. Just come home. Just come home to the faith. He is looking for you. He is looking for you to kill the fattened calf and celebrate your return to him. Welcome home. Secondly, um, if you are wandering, uh, God has grace for you, but I think also the community of faith, we also need to express grace to those who are wandering. And what this passage calls us to do is to go after those who are wandering. You see, actually, this passage is written primarily to those who have not wandered. Can you read it with me one more time? In verse 19, it says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. You know, this passage is primarily written to people who are not wandering, to those who are in the faith and in the relationship um, of intimacy with Jesus Christ. And he, Jesus puts the in, impetus on those who have not wandered from the faith. Isn't that just like him? That's what Jesus does all the time. You know, you get in an argument with someone who is inside the community of faith. Somebody sins against you and Jesus said, oh, somebody sinned against you? You go to him. 
You're like, what? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I didn't do the wrong. And Jesus says, no, no, but you go to him. It's just like Jesus to put it on the, on the heart of the person who is closer to Jesus in that moment to act first, to love first. The person who has been hurt, to love first. And in the same manner, Jesus says to the person who has not wondered, someone who is intimate with Jesus, and he says to him, you go and get them. Do you know somebody who's wandering from the faith? Do you know someone who's moved away from Jesus and in the faith at this time? Do you know someone who's struggling? You go, go and get them. He's calling you. And I think that's also a very important word to Good News Church today. In the, in the announcements, Elder Fred said that the elders are gonna be reaching out to every single member of the church. I think it's a beautiful thing. But the impetus is not just on the elders of the church and not just on the pastor. You see, sometimes when we see a friend or a family who has been away from the church and the faith for a long time and we see them walking away from the faith, sometimes we go, oh, they are really far from God. The pastor should reach out to them. The elders should do something about this. Right? They haven't even been to church in a year. They don't even seem Christian anymore. The pastor should do something about this. Peter and Fred should do something about this. The leaders of the church should do something about this. And it's true, and that's why your elders are reaching out to every single member of your church. But at the same time, if you close your eyes and you look up at the big face of Jesus Christ, he will look at you and he says, you go. You go. Sometimes the best person to reach out to somebody who's wandering is not a pastor or elder, but it's their friend. It's their friend. And I'm telling you that as someone who has experienced this myself personally. When I was in college earlier on, in college, uh, before Good News New Brunswick was in my life, um, I was a wanderer of the faith. Um, you know, your elder Fred uh, and I, uh, we served um, together, but then earlier on in college, I, I had wandered from the faith. I, I had gone into a totally different direction, and um, I was not living the life a Christian should live. In fact, I wasn't even thinking in spiritual terms at all earlier in my Christian life, um, in that, especially that freshman year of college, right? I was a wanderer from the faith, and I, like um, Fred said, I'm from Philly, and so when I went to Jersey, I didn't know anybody. I, I didn't know anybody, and I went to Rutgers University, right, the public ivy of the United States, <laughs> Rutgers University, proud, um, but I, I, you know, at Rutgers, you show up to Rutgers, and you know what happens, they say, oh, what town are you from, and they exchange New Jersey hometowns, and they're like, oh, do you know this person, that person, they connect, they ask me, where are you from, Dave, and I said, I'm from Pennsylvania, and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> they don't kind of talk to you after that, because they don't know anybody from Pennsylvania, and so I didn't know anybody. I was in this totally new environment socially. And spiritually, I was just kind of, you know, in a totally different, strange place. And so there was no pastor. There was no elder who could reach out to me. But, you know, I had one friend who knew me and uh, who reached out to me. Um, some of you know him. His name is Sam. Um, not your pastor Sam, but a different Sam from Good News. And um, he was the one person who knew me uh, from Philly. Uh, he went to a church down there. And he knew that I had come to Rutgers. 
and he knew that I needed to be connected to a faith community. And he was not a pastor, he was not an elder, he was not a small group leader, but he was the van driver at Good News Church. And you know what he would do? Um, I, was in, I was in a frat my uh, uh, freshman year, and so I had very late nights Saturday, and I was not waking up on time on Sunday, and I lived in the freshman dorms, right? It's like you have a lot of people packed into a small place, and my friend Sam would come in the church van early on Sunday morning. You know, back then, P. John had a very early good news services, right? And he would come very early, and he would lean on the horn in front of my freshman dorm until I woke up and came to the church van. And um, I was really embarrassed because a lot of my other friends, they were like, who's honking in front of our dorm on, on a Sunday morning? But it was my friend. And he was out there because he knew that he needed to help me to come back. And he did. And if it weren't for him, I don't know that I would be a pastor today. I don't know that I would be here today in the faith that I am walking in today. And that's why, uh, for my friend, I'm forever grateful. A few years later, my friend wandered from the faith. He stopped going to church for more than a year. He was going through some things in his life that had him distanced from the church. And my heart went out to him. And in that time, I was now in the position, I was the pastoral intern at Good News um, in New Brunswick. And so I reached out to Sam. But I didn't reach out to him because I was the pastoral intern or I had some sort of title. But he was my friend. And if it weren't for him, I would not be in the faith. And I reached out to him and I prayed for him and my heart was moved for him because if it weren't for him who came and got me, I would not be in the faith. And so I reached out to him over and over again and the good news is that he came back to the community of faith and I had the great privilege of seeing him return and doing his wedding, and he got married to someone who was also a wanderer from the church. She had been away from the church for years, and when they got married, I had the pleasure of doing their counseling in marriage, and after they got married, she gave her testimony of being a wanderer, and her husband helped to bring her back. And we baptized our child in our church, And now Sam is in our children's ministry teaching children now in our community of faith. You know, when I look at James 5, I see James calling the community of faith to look out for each other and to go get each other when we wander because it's going to happen. It happened to me. It happened to my friend. And I really believe that Good News Church must be a community that looks out for one another when you wander. When when you most need love and mercy to extend it to one another when you most need it. That's when we wander. And that's what a faith community looks like. You see, Jesus is telling us through James today, do you know someone who has been wandering You have to go and get them. 
and you will, it says here, cover. It says you will save their life from death and cover a multitude of sins. And can I just tell you as a wanderer myself, it's not an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. My family would not be the family we are if it weren't for my friend who came and got me. His family would not be the family that they are if I had not in return went to go get him. We go and get each other. That's what it means that we are a church. It means that in the midst of COVID, when you know people who have not been in the faith, we go get each other. That's what it means that we are a family of faith. We look out for one another. And we go to people when they need it most. And I'll tell you that it was awkward when I went to go get my friend when he was away from the faith. It was awkward. It was strange. It was hard, difficult. But it was very, very important. How could I not when he came when I needed him? My brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ today is calling Good News Church to be a church that goes to get one another. If you know someone who is moving away in the faith, today, call them. Call them. Don't linger, but go and call them. You, don't, you, you know, you probably don't know, but there's probably guilt and shame building up in your friends, those who have been away from the faith. There are two people who wandered from Jesus in his inner circle, Judas and Peter. Judas ended up wandering from Jesus and hanging himself in a field out of shame. Peter, he also wandered from Jesus, but Jesus went to go get him on a beach in John 21, helped him to return, and asked him three times, Peter, do you really love me? Come back. And he grabbed him. You see those two different paths of wanderers, but one, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. He went to go and show him grace and mercy and got him. Speaking as a wanderer myself, this is what we need. You know, the church is opening up again, but I wonder, for my church and other churches, who is the church we're gonna get back? Are you gonna, are, are you gonna find, am I gonna find a group of people that have not returned? Who is the good news church that you are gonna get back? A lot of that will depend on who among you goes to look for the wandering. If you're not wandering, go look for those who are and go show them the grace and love of Jesus Christ. They really need you. I know I did when I was wandering. But if you are the wanderer, I want you to know that you're wandering from grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I love the line in Amazing Grace that says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, but also grace my fears relieved." Let Jesus' grace relieve your shame, your guilt, the fears that you experience from being a wanderer. Look, he's waiting for you with arms wide open, and he's saying, there's no explanations necessary. Just come home. Just come home. And he's waiting to commune with you once more. He's waiting for you to come home once more. And I pray that the grace of God, but also your brothers and sisters at this church, will help you to return to intimacy with your Jesus. Let's pray together.
Can I just give you a moment to pray? Um, if you have been a wanderer, if you feel in your heart, honestly, um, as you heard today's message from James 5, if you felt the conviction, I am the wanderer in my faith. You know, I do come to church or I do log on to Zoom, but I, I have been wandering from my Savior. I have been wandering from Him who extends to me grace. Can I just encourage you to go to the Father who is waiting for you down the road and looking for you to return. There is no reason for you to carry your shame and guilt when you can just come home to him. Come back in a time of confession. Come back in repentance. And the Lord is willing to give you the grace that he's been waiting to pour upon you. If you have been wandering in the faith, go now to the Father and speak to him and you'll find the gracious Father who just wants you home. Let's spend a minute with our Father together. Before I close in prayer, why don't we spend some time with our God and Savior? Thank you, God, for coming to find us when we wander. Thank you for doing everything that we needed so that we can come back home. I love that line in that song, the greatest love anyone could ever know who overcame the cross and grave to find my soul. Thank you for going on that rescue mission for me. Thank you for going on that rescue mission to go find wanderers because if you didn't, we would be totally lost. But thank you that you are the one who goes to find the wanderer, the one who is hopeless and lost and brings them home. I pray for Good News Church. I pray that Good News would also be a church that goes to find the wandering, who identifies in their heart one of their friends who has gone astray in a time of COVID and has the heart big enough to go reach them and bring them home and through their hugs, their embrace, their words and actions expressed to them, no explanation is necessary. We just want you to come back with us and our Father. I pray that that love and grace would extend so that we who wander would know we have been running from grace all along, and that we would repent, come home, and be back in communion with the Father. I pray, O oh God, for this church. I especially pray for those who wander. I pray, oh God, won't you return them to the community of faith where there is sweet fellowship together with their Jesus, their rescuer and king. In Jesus' name we pray.